Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. And I tell you what I do appreciate so many of you uh, sort of passing the word about these times together. Uh, yeah, our numbers have sort of gone up a little bit. <laughs> You know, I can actually tell how many people uh, sort of hit the, the feed, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, can't tell how many actually listen to it or anything like that. But there's been a little increase in that. So I thank you. I do continue just to pass the word because the whole point is not to try to build some gigantic organizational kind of thing, but for folks to have a common gathering together around the word of God and just to explore the word of God and hear the spirit of the Lord speak to us. And so I do thank you so much for that. So just to continue to pass the word. Uh, and then please consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll find that on my website. Uh, it's just a way, just a method. If you want to support us a little bit, you can do that on an ongoing basis. That is so, so helpful. And I do thank those of y'all that have taken advantage of that. Uh, we're looking at the book of John right now. And we've reached the fourth chapter of John. And, you know, there's just certain portions of the word of God uh, that the Lord will use to so arrest our attention. And uh, this chapter right here is one of them that he's used in my life uh, for years and years and years. It's uh, an encounter that we're very familiar with. You will, uh, when I read it, the first part of it, you'll see what I'm talking about. So we want to be careful that the spirit of familiarity doesn't rob us of what the Lord may be wanting to speak to us right now. That happens so often. And, you know, we'll encounter it in a cute kind of way. You know, we'll read a verse and go, well, I've never seen that before. <laughs> And that's just the wonder and the glory and the beauty of the Word of God, that the Lord will speak to us through His Word at that moment in time when we need to hear it. And so this passage right here, we want to see everything that we can out of it that the Lord has for us right now. Uh, the fourth chapter of John is like that with me. The eighth chapter of John is like that. We'll get to that later. So here's John chapter 4, verse 1, and it begins with this. Therefore, <laughs> well, you know I'm going to chuckle over that. We know what that means. In light of certain things, you know, in other words, maybe it's previously what has been written or previously what has happened, often a combination of both. Here it means, uh, therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard. So Jesus has learned and he knows that the Pharisees had heard something. And so and it's about to tell us what it is. When he learns this, then something happens. So therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John. And then verse 2 is a little parenthetical statement. It's in parentheses. Although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee. And so we're getting the context here set for us. Jesus learns that the Pharisees had heard that more people were coming to him than they were going than were going to John. That he was baptizing more disciples. And in the previous chapters, it said that Jesus was baptizing disciples. But here we find out in verse 2 that Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were. And so the word is just clarifying the word. Not that it mattered who was actually doing the baptizing, but the word is just showing us the truth of this thing. So Jesus finds out that the Pharisees know this, so he relocates. He leaves Judea and went away again into Galilee. We're not really told why he does that. We're not told why that's even an issue. Are the Pharisees getting upset? Are they getting mad? Are they feeling even more threatened than they were? Well, we're not told yet. That's not what the, the point of this uh, uh, passage is from when John is writing it. He just wants us to see 
uh, what the situation is, what the context is, and that Jesus is moving. He's relocating. So he's going from Judea, and he's going again into Galilee. Now, verse 4 of John 4, he had to pass through Samaria. I love the King James, probably because I was raised on that, and just sometimes the phraseology catches your attention. King James says this, <clears throat> and he must needs go through Samaria. It sort of communicates the idea he had to go through Samaria. Well, he did. He had to go through Samaria, but he did not have to go through Samaria because of a geographical need. He, it wasn't the only way to go from where he was going, to go from Judea into Galilee. As a matter of fact, and most of y'all probably heard this before, a good faithful Jew would not have gone through Samaria. They would have taken the longer route to go around to keep from passing through this land because the Samaritans were highly disdained in the eyes of the Jews. Uh, a simplistic way to describe it, and you'll often hear it described this way, is that the Samaritans were half-breed Jews, okay, something along that line. Uh, that's not exactly right, but it'll communicate the idea. The Samaritans actually came out of what occurred when the Babylonians several hundred years before, okay, 600 years before Jesus this time, came and conquered uh, Israel, and they hauled them off into captivity in Babylon. Well, they left the poorest among them upon the land where the land would not go totally wild, okay? So they left a few Jews behind, but then the Babylonians would bring people in from other nations where that they had conquered, and they would bring those people in and would settle them in the land. And some really interesting things in the Old Testament are, are told related to that, particularly one where uh, lions were killing some of the people and they couldn't figure out why. We'll talk about that some other time. But anyway, the people that came from other countries came in and they cohabitated with the, the Jewish people that were there. And then they married and intermarried like the Lord had told them not to, but they did anyway. But it was interesting because you had uh, Samaria's in the northern part of the kingdom and the northern kingdom of Israel had gone apostate anyway. They had a false form of Judaism to start with. So you had this false form of Judaism from the northern kingdom. You had both kingdoms conquered, the Assyrians in 722 B.C., the southern kingdom by 585, it was all said and done, 586 B.C. And then the land is left with a few Jews. Babylon brings these other people from all around their uh, empire, settled them there, and then a new group of people came out. And they were the Samaritans. And so they were more than just half-breeds. They... they had a perverted form of Judaism. They had a perverted form of paganism. There is such a thing. And so the Jews didn't want to have anything to do with them. So they would not even travel a foot upon their land. They would go a long way around to avoid it. But I love this. He must needs go through Samaria. The reason that Jesus must needs go through Samaria was because Father had told him that. Well, how do I know that? Well, we're going to see later on in John 17, but I reference it all the time. Uh, that Jesus says when he's praying his high priestly prayer to the Father, and he's just communicating with him, he says, uh, Father, you know, I didn't say anything you didn't tell me to say, and I didn't do anything you didn't tell me to do. And so we can glean from that, the episodes, particularly like this right here, that it was Father that was leading the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, yes, you must go from Judea and go to Galilee, but I want you to pass through Samaria. This would not have been a comfortable thing for his disciples. This right here would be quite challenging uh, to the Jewish part of everybody, except for Jesus, because they're thinking, why in the world would he do this? Why would he do this? 
in any way. Well, we're going to see. And let me just tell you what it is, because you know the episode. What's coming up is the woman at the well. If Jesus had not done this, he would not have had the encounter, okay, at the well at Sychar there. And we'll see that in the next episode. But I just want to leave us with this thought. Quite often, the Lord will direct us and call us and lead us into places that normally we would not want to go. We want to go around the easy way. We want to go around the way where we avoid the conflict or avoid that which we consider to be evil or avoid for whatever reason. And a lot of times the Lord is saying, no, you must needs go through Samaria. The reason Jesus must needs went through Samaria, there was to be an encounter with a woman that not only was going to transform her, it was going to transform an entire community, and it's going to transform us. Because Jesus gives, I'm just going to tell you the bottom line with this, Jesus gives the most profound teaching on worship that he gives, the most profound teaching on worship he gives to a pagan sinful woman. I mean, it's great. We'll get to it the next couple of episodes, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time.